Thanks for tapping into Untapped Keg. Today, we're going to go into a take a shot coaching session. And what I want to introduce you to is the first week of my self-discovery after alcohol course. It's a 12-week course that walks you through really understanding who you are and finding what you like to do without alcohol while also figuring out how you or who you want to be moving forward instead of just trying to be similar to who you were, right? I think a lot of the time, a lot of fear and anxiety comes up because what does life look like without alcohol? What am I going to do? How am I going to enjoy things? I don't know what alcohol could look like. And understanding that and the fact that it took me seven years after I stopped drinking before I really started my own self-discovery journey to figure out what I like to do, who I want to be, who I am, and then do that moving forward. And this, this course is great for people who have stopped drinking, great for people who want to reevaluate the relationship with alcohol or want to look at what they're doing, where they're putting their energy in their life and really create the life of their dreams starting right now. So <clears throat> there are three pillars to the self-discovery course, self-honesty, self-exploration, and self-acceptance. Throughout each of the weeks, what we learned the week before is going to stack on top of the week that we are in right now. With that, week one, right? Week one is the introduction of self-honesty. Because we can be honest as far as we can with other people. But until we are honest with ourselves to the point that we are uncomfortably honest with ourselves, we cannot be completely honest with other people. And our healing and our growth is directly tied to our willingness to be honest with ourselves because you can't heal and grow things that you're actively ignoring. You may not even realize you're ignoring what you are and that's okay. Like this is all okay. There's a reason that we are, I'm here to walk you through this, that it includes coaching sessions to be able to talk about your life and things. And I give examples of how being honest with yourself or any of the lessons, how you can implement it into your life. And we start slow. This is about progress, not perfection. There is no 100% right answer or even 100% wrong answer. The only wrong is not trying. And progress means being aware even after something happened. But if you're aware of it, okay, what can I do moving forward to choose a different uh, a different way of acting? How can I learn from what I just did to figure out how I want to be moving forward? And then what can I do to make it easier for myself to be that way moving forward? So self-honesty, define it for yourself. What does that mean? To me, it's being radically honest about how I feel about my life, my emotions, what my emotions are, where they're coming from, what I'm feeling and my actions. And this doesn't just mean 
my weaknesses. This doesn't just mean the bad. This can also be the good. Recognizing the good things, and that's more of what I would like to do going forward, is really, really important. Because we do things that we do enjoy. We do things that we like. Oftentimes, we also do things that we would like to do better or change moving forward. As you become more aware of your external world, the self-honesty means what's going on inside as well. We're going to increase our awareness of what's going on inside. Okay, what just happened? I don't really like how that I feel right now from that interaction that I had with that person. I feel like I allowed myself to be bulldozed. I was not 100% acting how I would like to act. How can I change that moving forward? Ooh, I really like how I feel coming out of that interaction. What did I do in there that felt so good? What am I, what did I do that I can do again in other interactions with people? A massive, massive skill that is going to help you to move forward in this is a willingness to be wrong. When I developed a willingness to be wrong, it opened up my curiosity. And when I was able to open up my curiosity, it allowed me to highlight things that I actually don't like doing. And I just did them because I did them all the time. For example, I was spending a lot of time playing softball and I like softball. I like playing it. However, the people I was playing with, I was not enjoying. I realized oh, when I leave after that, I feel worse. Even after a win, even after I play really well, I feel worse than I did before I started. Okay, that is an indicator that I'm doing something that I don't necessarily want to do. So that tells me that I need to change something, either who I'm playing with, the league that I'm playing with, something in there isn't quite right. And if I'm not really enjoying it, that's okay. I can take actions to change that. When you start to be honest with yourself and you have this willingness to feel wrong or that to be wrong, like let's try something different, see what happens. If I don't like it, what's the worst that happens? I go back to doing how I did it before. When it comes to embarrassment, shame, fear, anger, the vocabulary behind your emotions, the vocabulary on how you talk to yourself is massive. And being honest with yourself can really set you free. Learning the difference between embarrassment, shame, fear, anger. When you understand what you're actually feeling and where it's coming from underneath and you accept that, it allows it to move through and it doesn't just, it's not your mood for the entire day. You get to just be like, yeah, of course I'm frustrated. That person cut me off and almost caused an accident when I was taking my kids to school. Of course I'm frustrated about that. I'm pissed off about that. Okay, admitting that allows it to move through. And now I'm not just at a short fuse like, why am I pissed off? What's going on? Why do I, why am I so quick to irritation? Another thing was I was a high voltage line tech for 10 years. I had to climb poles that were just 
smaller than my legs. And I had to touch, you know, electricity, live voltage, 25,000 volts. I would go up and I would be experiencing fear. And I would tell myself, I'm not scared. You're not scared. What is there to be scared of? Quit being a wuss. You are not scared. And what that did was it made me mad at myself. It made me irritated because I wasn't being honest. And then it just highlighted the fact that there's something wrong with me because I'm feeling these emotions. And so instead of taking those emotions and pushing them to the side or just accepting them and being like, yeah, of course I'm scared. This pole falls. My kids won't have a dad. Is it possible that this pole will fall? Yes. What are the odds that this pole will fall? Well, less than 1%. Okay. So yeah, be a little bit scared, but also understand that you're going to be all right. Now that has me feeling a lot better, but that's not how I talk to myself. Instead, I talked to myself in a way that made me feel like I was bad. I was wrong. I shouldn't be feeling in the, I shouldn't be feeling this way at all. And that is what I'm talking about when I say self-honesty and accepting these emotions. When it comes to being honest with ourselves, it's important to know that even our beliefs might not be our own. And we may have taken them on and they're inside of us and we're following them because we think we should, but they're not actually our own. And so that's causing a disconnect. It's causing us to fight with ourselves. So the, there's three S's of our beliefs. The first one we're going to talk about is substance. And really, substance is that external thing outside of ourselves that we've attached to, to fill a void that we experience internally. So for me, it was alcohol. And then it went from alcohol to work, to video games, to my relationship, to work to being a, a dad, to work, to really, it was, after that, it was just, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And that attached to that. So when we hear like, you know, I need alcohol to have fun. I need to work in order to prove my worth. I need to bring in money or else I'm a failure. That is what I mean by substance in our beliefs. And are they actually ours, or is that something that we picked up from society, from family, from someone else that we took on, and then we had to start believing it because we thought that was the way to get the life that we wanted. The next one, keying it up, right, is society. Those are beliefs that we have about ourselves in relation to society, our community, our family. These beliefs, they were picked up from teachers, from family members about ourselves, from, from others that we took on and we're like, you know what? That sounds right to me. So instead of challenging it, I'm just going to follow it. And when we understand that, Maybe it's that I have to prove that I'm right, because if I don't prove I'm right, I will never be right. That is okay to 
have inside of you because you haven't challenged it. However, if we can challenge that belief, we can change it where you don't have to prove that you're right. Your actions can show that you're right. So when we are thinking about the beliefs that come from society, they can manifest in our self-talk. They can manifest in our relationships. And I'm talking family, talking friends, coworkers, and romantic relationships, your relationships with your kids, your brothers and sisters, your, you know, anybody that you talk to. That is how it can manifest. And the last S of the beliefs is the belief of ourself. And with that one, it is our inward focus towards the identity that we have constructed for ourselves. These beliefs act as master assessments that we hold about ourselves, who we are, who we can be. And they were probably formed in the early years of our life. Now, some of them absolutely picked up in later years. They could have been picked up, you know, 20 or 30 years. However, what we tend to do when it comes to our belief of self is we take information that is going to confirm what we already believe in ourselves, and we're going to leave the information that contradicts it. And so if I believe I'm not worthy, I'm going to take in the negative experiences that prove that I'm not worthy. And I'm going to ignore everything that shows that actually I am worthy. If I believe I'm a bad person, I'm going to look at all the experiences and remember all of the experiences to prove I'm a bad person. I'm going to ignore all the good things that I do, all the people that want to be around me, all the people that want to be in my life because that doesn't make as much sense. That would be, that would mean that I'm wrong. And that's where this willingness to be wrong comes in. Oh, I have this belief that I can't have nice things. Why can't I have nice things? Oh, I believe that I'm not worthy of having nice things. So I should have hand-me-downs. So I should have not much at all. And I should take care of others instead of myself because they're worthy and I'm not. What if I'm wrong about that? What if I take care of myself and I get myself something nice that I take care of? And now I can show up even better for those people that I care about. Hmm. That would be different. And so that to me is why, why we start with self-honesty in the self-discovery after alcohol course. Because when you're honest with yourself, you can actually pinpoint and find things inside of us that are keeping us from living our dream life right now. And instead, we're going to point to the future that is this perfect point where we'll actually be able to start enjoying our life. But if we wait for that, that's a lot of life that's happening where we aren't enjoying it and we can become bitter, jaded, and not, not actually someone that we enjoy. And if we're not someone that we enjoy, are other people going to enjoy being around us? Really? 
The trick here is not to shame yourself when you're thinking about this. The trick is not to feel guilty. It's to look and see these things that you notice. Okay, how can I act moving forward? Because we can't change the past. We didn't know what we knew in the what we know now in the past. We just knew what we did in the past. But what can we learn from in the past so that we can move forward and be who we want to be tomorrow? Be who we want to be right now. What can I do to get me to the place that I want to be a year from now, a month from now, even a week from now? What can I do right now to get me in there? And that's the question to hold. Learn about the past. Learn about yourself. Allow yourself to be honest so that you can understand yourself. And you can say, oh, that's where that's coming from. Now that I know, I can do something about that. And see where that takes you. All right? That is week one of the self-discovery after alcohol course. And like I said, there are 11 more weeks where we dive in to learn more about ourselves so that we can find our self-compassion, so that we can find our self-confidence and our self-esteem. And we can learn how to move through life now in a way that allows us to have our dream life. I look forward to catching you on the next one. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because we don't make it, we try. I love you. Have a great one.